All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode, our last episode of season six, six years of doing this. I am your host, Adam Smith. The podcast is How I Met Your Mortgage, put on by Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, as always, is my co-host, our marketing director, one of our other coaches, Superhuman Yogi Somier, newlywed Jen Weyborhart. Hey, Jen. Hi, Adam. How are you this morning? I know the answer to that. <laughs> it's a Monday. Very it's a cool. Monday. All right. Well, yeah. we have a really cool guest today for our final episode of year six. So let's welcome to the show Tanya Stevenson. Hi, Tanya. Thank oh. you. Hi there. Oh, there we are. Now I can hear. Thank are you for having me? Oh, no, our pleasure. Jen, you were having some audio difficulty there as well. It wasn't yeah. just me. All right. So, Tanya, have you been on our show before? I have not. No, this is my okay. first time. Okay. Um, I thought that was the case, but it seemed so familiar. I did a little digging. We've run in similar circles for years. We've been social media connections for a long time. And if memory serves, you and Jen are almost in the same area. You're in Colorado Springs, Colorado? Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. I saw and that. Yeah. And Jen is close. She is a monument resident. So certainly very, very close. Are there. you okay? basically neighbors. Well, Tanya, give us a little background about you. How long have you been doing this? And I should probably let our audience know sure. that you are a Colorado real estate agent. So certainly how long have you been doing this? How did you get started? What in the world made you think you wanted to be in this crazy game? But yeah, give us give us the background. <laughs> sure. So I'm actually a fourth generation native of Colorado Springs, and I've been a realtor 27 years, so kind of a long time. Um, I got in because my mother, Sandy Daniels, had been a realtor um, in the 80s and 90s. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun. We joined forces, uh, started Park Avenue Properties in 1996. Um, since then, Sandy has retired. Um, I have three grandkids and she loves spending time with them. Um, so that's just a little bit of background uh, on me and how I ended that's, up in this crazy business. I, we don't have a lot of guests on the show that have that kind of longevity. That, mm -hmm. that really speaks volumes. All right. Really? So, oh yeah. Oh it, yeah. That, well, I mean, let's think about that from just the okay. logical statistics perspective. Um, and I'm sure they're skewed now because of what's gone on the last couple of years. But NAR tells us that 80% of agents fail in the first two years, 85% in the first five. Mm -hmm. So the number of agents that even go past that mark, let alone 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years on and on is rare, really rare. I mean, it's really rare that I come across somebody that's been doing this as long as I have. That's really... Uh, unique, no question. Yeah. I am going to trump you. My kids, yeah. well, I guess yours are too, but my kids are fifth generation Colorado natives. And uh, my dad and yep. his dad so and my, his yep. dad all went to school here in the Denver area. 
I grew up here in the Denver area and okay. yeah, my kids will be uh, the fifth generation to experience that. Although I guess they have kind of grown up or at least the majority of them. I've got a couple of adult children. Um, so uh, one left to get out of the <clears throat> house, uh, get off, off the sure. government teat as it and were. I'm listening. One, I have one more and <laughs> okay. I'm almost an empty nester. Yeah, working on it. Uh, that's that's a uh, big goal. Although I have spent, I guess, the majority of my adult life, well, at least near it, parenting. So uh, that'll be a unique experience mm -hmm. for sure. It would be strange to have a quiet house. Um, but we'll see what the uh, future brings for that. So tell us about your business. Uh, who is it? Uh, who else? We know that your mom has retired. But I assume that there are yes. agents, support staff. What does your team structure look like? Um, actually, I at one point had a larger team and I just decided it wasn't for me. Um, I personally like being more hands on in my business with my clients. Um, so I do have a Jen on my team as well. Her name is spelled pretty similar. Um, she is a licensed transaction coordinator. Um, she's been with me almost nine years. Um, she also does assistant duties for me. Um, she's fantastic. So it's just Jen and I um, kind of running the team. And it's just, for me, it's been more efficient. And like I said, I like spending more time with my clients um, versus managing. I, I didn't like managing and training. And that's just not really my forte. Mm. I don't think any of so, us in yeah, the industry would. Just, uh, Jen, are you having the same lag with Tony? Yeah. And I am? Okay, oh, good, good. So, all right. right. No, no, that's, that's okay. Delay. There's an internet delay. Okay. Um, and Tonya, I don't think any of us would argue that being a managing broker or a broker owner and having other agents. And that's true on our side as well in the mortgage space. It's it's tantamount to adult daycare. It's certainly not the uh, same as yeah, being... I was going to say that, <laughs> but I wanted to be nice. Oh, no, no need for that because, yeah, this is uh, certainly yeah. a very uh, transparent presentation. <laughs> um <laughs> So your operation is pretty boutique, but I think that there's something that our audience should pick up on, and Jen probably already knows where I'm going with this, but that your cohort, your colleague, your TC, your assistant has been with you nine years. I think Jen's actually my newbie. And Jen, how long have you been working with me? Five okay. years? Five years. Six years? Yeah. Five years. It. I think that speaks volumes about a number of things, like how well people work together. Um, and I think my entire team would say I'm a great business owner and a terrible manager. And that's because, well, that's, I don't mm -hmm. know about the because, but I would say the direct result of that, where I've been able to modify and manipulate the way I work is that I really seek out people that are not only autonomous and do their jobs and uh, are able to do that without management, without supervision, certainly without micromanagement, but most importantly, right that they actually move their jobs forward. They propel their jobs. Jen will come to me from time to time and say, hey, look, I'm going to slough these tasks that are mine off to our virtual assistant because you're paying me, you know, five, 10 times what you pay her. 
and she can do the work now. I've trained her how to do it. And all of a sudden things shift because they are autonomous, because they are those kinds of colleagues. They are those kinds of team members. I guess that's really the best way to describe it is that we do act as a team. And that's true in my mortgage space. And that's true in the coaching space. And I'm very, very fortunate. But I would like to think that that has a little something to do with me. And I think hearing you say that about this colleague of yours that's been with you for so long, that probably says things about you as well. And that working for Tanya is probably a really cool gig. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think it's very important who you have on your team. Um, but Jen and I, you know, click very well together. We think the same way. Um, she's often bringing many ideas to the team um, to improve us. And she, you know, I'm kind of the one out there making things happen. But on Monday morning, she's cleaning all my messes up with <laughs> getting all the paperwork in order and the phone calls returned and um, she just does it all. And she does all the things that I'm really not good at. I like being, you know, with my clients in front of them and Jen's just better, you know, like I said, handling all the paperwork and making sure all the important details are handled and that everybody's well, well communicated with. So we're a good fit together. Nobody on my team ever has to clean up my messes. Never, ever. Never, ever. Um, (laughs) And Jen, I do think that it's pretty valuable to cover a little bit of this stuff. We don't get a lot of opportunity to talk about the team structure work that we do in our coaching program. We usually talk about the lead gen type stuff. So this is kind of a cool way to end our year with a guest that is in tune with this kind of stuff and how we identify those people how we identify what tasks would be done best by whom and how to really make sure that we're doing things like one, adding people to our team that aren't going to create personality conflicts where we can all really jive together. That's a big one. We can certainly talk about personality profile um, exams for lack of a better term. Jen's a big Enneagram fan. Obviously we've used DISC for decades, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But by being able to do it that way, and I'm guessing, Tanya, you and your Jen have a similar symbiosis for this, is that you guys can really figure out not only who's going to do what, but who wants to do what, who's going to be better suited to do what. And as a result, you're going to have better job satisfaction. You're going to have better longevity in your partnership, in your team, those kinds of things. And I think that that's really important stuff that we don't get to talk about a lot on the show. Um, And Jen, you've certainly got some input. And for those of you that are uh, regular watchers, listeners. Jen does have a sick child at home today. So I do want to bring her in and let her talk more than uh, we probably should because she may have to dart out at any moment and uh, you know, take care of that. But yeah, Jen, give us some insight. You're you're our newest team member after all these years. So weird. still seems weird, right? And I think that you've probably been able to grasp how we do this and why it works and what's important. But considering your role and where you fit in and that you have quite a bit of support from Mindy in our office and quite a bit of support from Julie, our uh, virtual assistant, 
How does yep. that look from your perspective when it comes to team structure and how we found you and how it melded in and how you and Mindy and Julie and I distribute tasks yeah. and that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think the way that our office has been built is exactly the ideal way. It's through referrals, right? I mean, you found me because of a colleague in Texas who had gotten a loan for my college roommate. Um, and that's how we ended up finding each other. And then I think Mindy and Erica were both through Facebook groups, I believe. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I always say that, I mean, the best people you're going to find are referrals from people you already know. Sure. Um, and shout out to Rob Tate and his, he openly asks people, who do you know that I need to know? Um, so credit where credit's due there. But as far as the personality tests, I, I love Enneagram and I also give credit to my friend, Jessa Coker. Mm -hmm. She owns a vet office and she does all of her hiring through Enneagram pretty much because she knows how these people are going to act when they're thriving and when they're stressed out. And I mean, you can see it in our office. I'll use myself as an example. I'm an Enneagram eight. We are very hard to employ. We are a total pain in the ass. Huge. Um, I, I'm regularly told like that I better be my own boss in some capacity. So um, we're very independent. We're very much seek justice for other people. Um, but I know when I'm stressed, I go to an Enneagram five, which is very withdrawn and I kind of shut down and I block other people out and I lock out any of that sense of vulnerability and I see it in myself. I know when I'm getting to those breaking points. Um, and then the reverse, when I'm thriving, I go to more of an Enneagram two, which is very giving and helpful the twos are the helpers sometimes they get run over because they're such helpers um but i see it in myself and i think my co especially mindy because mindy and i work together so much she can see it when i'm starting to shut down and not ask for help um because i'm in those times of stress so i think it's really important instead of just being like what the hell jen why aren't you asking for help when you need it oh jen's stressed that's why she's shutting down this is when she needs somebody to say here let me just do this for you because again with my personality type i'm never going to ask you for help when i'm in those moments ever whereas if you come in and say let me take this off your plate okay cool so uh i could go on and on about enneagram forever but i think it's really important to know how your people act when they're thriving and act when they're stressed and recognizing that it could have nothing to do with what's going on in the workplace, but they need support in different ways. <laughs> and Mindy is clearly watching yeah, the absolutely. broadcast here because she commented on, nope, she doesn't, meaning Jen does not <laughs> ask for help when she's in that particular state. Um, and Tanya, this, this kind of work when we talk about bringing people in and meshing together and uh, divvying up workload tasks, et cetera. Is this something that you and your Jen worked on together or have you guys been together for so long that that kind of activity in your team building didn't really exist the way it does today? And nine years ago, that's probably fairly true. I don't think we had the hardcore focus on personality types and company culture, those kinds of things that we do today. But did you guys do that kind of thing or was it just luck? And here we are nine years later, really thriving together. No, I mean, we definitely worked on it together. Um, we've worked on building systems together and it's been very helpful because Jen, you had mentioned working you know, by referral and we work that same way. Um, all of my business right now is about 95% referral. 
Um, it's been that way pretty much for about the last eight years. Um, but it's so beneficial to me because Jen knows personally almost all of our database. Um, so when we're, you know, having they come back and we're doing more business together or we do a lot of client functions, um, it's just so helpful because again, Jen knows them. She knows them personally. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm not busy, she's able to reach out to them, communicate with them um, again, because it's just so helpful to have somebody like that on your team. It, it, it's like being a family, you know, like we're kind of a family, our clients are family and we all just work so well together. Do the two of you ever fight? <laughs> you know, we have never fought. And I think that's kind of strange for women, um, especially to <laughs> middle-aged women. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, to be honest, but even her mom was commenting on that the other day because her mom has run Subworld successful businesses over the years of how unusual this business relationship, I mean, it's also personal, but how unusual our relationship is. Um, and it is a blessing because I have two sisters and I could honestly say that, I mean, obviously I've fought with them a lot, but Jen and I just never have got to that point. I think we communicate very well together. And I think I know when she's hitting the threshold as Jen talked about, um, where I step in or vice versa, she tends to be the calmer one than me <laughs> um, and less reactive. So she's diffusing, you know, situations or clients, et cetera. So that is it's fantastic. A great fit. That is really a great fit. Um, and we never fight. Yes. In in my office, right, Jen? Never. Wink, wink. No. Never. Um, no, we we <laughs> we do. Uh, we definitely adopt a family environment. No question. Not your typical place to work. These yes. people have all been in my home and uh, those kinds of things. But yeah, there's plenty of opportunity for friction. I would consider my team more like siblings. And we certainly, in fact, I probably have more yeah. disagreements with my team in that kind of sibling environment than I do with my actual sibling, which is okay. uh, probably unique. Jen probably wouldn't say the same, but Jen's only sibling is actually Jen's neighbor. That's and, oh, and they see oh. each other a lot. My my only sibling lives way across town and we uh, talk quite a bit, but we don't get all that much opportunity to see one another. And Jen and her brother probably sure. see each other daily. Close Every, to it. Close and to I it. Daily. Okay. We've also cultivated a culture where, for the most part, we could speak up and we're not afraid to disagree with you when we need to. If I, you know... Adam, why'd you post that on Facebook? You're totally fucking with the algorithm. I'm not afraid to tell you that. <laughs> this is or, true. And I, I mean, I don't know if Erica's watching, but I think she'd speak to that too. Oh, so, Erica maybe. would not hesitate to put me back in my place <laughs> no. when I get out of it. No never, question. Never. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the joke that we've made is that Erica's actually like having. So, like, that is important. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think the joke is that Erica's basically like my wife. We fight and we don't have sex. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much how that okay. uh, goes. Yeah. Um, but it's, and Eric has been with me a long, long time. Uh, second. Six. Yeah, maybe more. Well, Di has obviously been there the longest, and that's probably getting close to 20 years. Sarah is probably at about 15. Those are going to be at the very oh, wow. long end. Um, well, and again, uh, really by referral, I used to work with Di's husband. He was a mortgage originator uh, back when we met. And Sarah was referred by a mortgage originator that worked in my office well, probably about 15 years ago. Uh, shout out to Felix. If he ever catches the show, haven't talked to him in a long, long time. Um, so yeah, I think that the way that we're all able to interact the way, that way, I think the fact that we can do that together, that we can propel business forward, that we can not only move our own interpersonal relationships with one another forward, but obviously continue to build and strengthen relationships with clients and colleagues and referral partners all together, that we have this very team atmosphere that we are really all driving towards a similar goal of well, to be perfectly honest, just taking care of our clients. I don't think there's really a whole lot more than that single purpose focus. Um, but it, it really does make for an enormous difference. I hate to say it. I have a colleague, uh, she is in a very different space and the turnover in her office, it's a legal practice. Uh, the turnover in her office is probably rivals a restaurant. I mean, it is really, really oh, difficult wow. with uh, legal secretaries and paralegals and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And uh, she would not like me saying it. And she certainly didn't like me saying it to her. But I told her that she's the problem. That whatever is going on in her office, that shit rolls uphill. And she is yep. in control of what kind of culture, what kind of environment, what kind of uh, employer-employee relationship, what kind of workload, what kind of end result the people on your team are having. And I think it's yeah. really important to understand that those of you that are managing brokers, broker owners, branch managers, all of you uh, sales managers, this is important stuff to understand that you are the one driving that ship. And you need to make sure that you are putting people in that ship with you that are equally happy to drive, that you can mm -hmm. rotate around with in that type of leadership and autonomy and so on and so forth. Because if you don't have that, you're going to suffer that. And the problem, and you had experienced this, Tanya, when you were talking about having a team mm -hmm. that really wasn't your jam, is that you're constantly having to train, you're constantly having to manage, you're constantly having to review, et cetera. And we don't do that. It's, 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 yeah, the time spend on that kind of stuff is the ROI just isn't there. Well, it wasn't for me. And for me, I have found like putting that time um, to where I can go meet, you know, and have coffee, lunch, or dinners with my clients or referral partners, um, you know, really get to know them better. It was just time spent. Was, I know I get kind of excited about it, but it was just, it took me a while to figure that out. But this time that I was spending with these people, I really enjoyed, um, you know, I'm building these relationships, getting to know these people better. 
um, and my business just really flourished and I was a lot more happy. You know, I was able to spend more time with my family. Um, I wasn't coming home so grumpy and irritated and frustrated. Um, and I really started to enjoy my job. Um, and so for me, that was just the turn. I mean, I have a lot of really good friends that run successful large teams. And I think it's great, but it just wasn't for me. And I'm so glad that I made the change. Well, and it sounds like you're actually being, a, you're actually getting to do the things that you want to do that were probably driving mm -hmm. factors for getting into real estate in the first place. And I think that escapes a lot of it. I mean, part of the reason that so many fail in the early years is because we don't really understand what the job is. Obviously, real estate school isn't going to teach you that. Yes, you can learn about contracts and inspections and all of those kinds of things, which is completely inapplicable if you don't have buyers and sellers anyway. That's the job is to find buyers right. and sellers, to do that networking, to have coffee, lunch, dinner with those people, to build relationships, to uh, start new relationships, to deepen relationships, so on and so forth. And I think a lot of us, loan originators and real estate agents alike, kind of lose sight of that when we actually get into the mm -hmm. work. We end up doing a lot of the work that your gen is doing and that my uh, mortgage uh, transaction team are doing, those kinds of things, so that we can do the things we like to do, that we want to do, that are probably the reason we got into a business like this in the first place, which is really yeah, a big, absolutely. big deal. But yeah, a lot of people lose sight of that and end up, well, doing work they don't want to do, doing work they're really not well suited for. And a complete opposite mm -hmm. of why they got into the business in the first place. That's to me, that's the yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, yep. big struggle. All right, so Jen, tell us what's going on with the two of you, not Jen, sorry, Tanya. Tell us what's going on with you <laughs> and Jen, your Jen, for next year. What kind of cool plans do you guys have yep. in the works? Um, I mean, honestly, we're just kind of continuing through what we are just are good at, what we've been doing. We're not going to reinvent the wheel. Um, we do have more plans to travel this year. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. So we're carving out time, more personal time for, you know, our families traveling, um, just doing some things as we are getting a little bit older that we love. A lot of times I put that on the back burner because I was so busy working and, you know, having the kids, et cetera. So, um, but that's what we're learning on our goals and focusing this year is, you know, we have set work days and we're still going to work hard, but we are carving out more playtime and most of all for both of us travel time. That is fantastic. You know, I think that really speaks volumes uh, for all of you listening watching or listening, I really think that speaks volumes about Tanya, her business, her uh, work with her gen, um, to be in a mode right now at the end of what have been a couple of relatively difficult years, certainly some of the more difficult years I've seen in this long mm -hmm. span of doing this. And you too, Tanya, because we've been at this about the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. And barring like Oh, maybe 2007 and eight. This is probably a close second to how weird uh, the real estate industry has yeah, been. Well, it's 
it's always weird. It's just a different kind of weird. Um, it's funny because new agents really, like, ah, it's the most difficult time. I'm like, mm, it's always difficult. It's just what kind of difficult and how well are you able to adapt? No. Um, but <laughs> I think that if we're literally right. working this year on planning more personal time next year, then we're doing pretty damn well. Um, which is really, really cool. So, Tanya, thank you. I know we that we were going to burn year. through our... Good. I knew I knew that we were going to burn through this time so quickly. So uh, we're going to try and get you back on the show at a future date, Jen, if you would work that out with yep. Tanya or with Jen in Tanya's office, <laughs> however that happens to play out. Um, and Jen, why don't you take us home? Tell us all the things. I know you're already working on social media day again. It's not yep. even this year. I know. Well, Christmas is a week away. Uh, uh. I know. Uh, Social Media Day Denver will be Friday, June 14th, 2024. We bumped it up in the month a little bit for the next one. Um, So we are looking for speakers and sponsors for that. So if you're interested in either one, um, shoot me an email at smdaydenver at gmail.com so we can chat. Uh, But if you want to find out about all the things JTT, text tips to 63566. You can book one-on-one coaching with us. You can get copies of Adam's books. You can find the podcast, uh, past episodes of the show, our weekly little tip, all the things. Just text tips to 63566. Cool. Well, Tanya, thank you. I know carving out this kind of time on a Monday morning, particularly when you're busy, and uh, hopefully things have mellowed out a little bit for you around the holidays so that you can enjoy that time. But I'm guessing you don't have any issues structuring your time properly that way we probably wouldn't have you on the show if that were the case and for the rest of you thank you for watching thank you for listening this has been an incredible year for just the tips an incredible year for how i met your mortgage we've had some amazing guests uh i think jen and i have learned a ton from those of you uh and certainly from all of you that do interact with us while we're doing the show live thank you so much for that And we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, I don't know when our next show is, but January for sure. Three weeks off. Three Three weeks. weeks. Wow. Okay. So that'll be uh, a strange run for us. And I'm looking at your graphics here, Jen. We did 43 episodes this year. And we've been at this for a good long time. So thank you for that, Jen, as well. Um, Because, yeah, hundreds of episodes of How I Met Your Mortgage Later, we've uh, gotten into a pretty cool groove. Um, So signing off for one last time in 2023 from Just the Tips, How I Met Your Mortgage. I'm Adam Smith, my co-host, Jen Weybor. An extra special thanks to our last guest of the year, Tanya Stevenson. Thank you, Tanya. And we will see you guys next time, next year. Happy Thank holidays. You for me. Oh, our pleasure. And you guys have a wonderful new year. And we'll see you next time.